Hi everyone. The pandemic is still raging in India. There's hardly any person who remains untouched by the fury of the virus. The second wave has brought us face to face once again and with greater force with anxiety, distress and death. So many of us have lost a relative or a friend to covid in recent times. We are not only grieving for our individual loss, we are also grieving collectively for all those unknown faces we have lost to covid. Grief is in the air. Yet we hardly talk about it. The reason grief still remains less talked about could be that it is such a personal affair and there is no one way or the right way to grieve. However, we need to realize that due to the covid situation the conventional ways to cope with loss are altered now most families are not able to say their final goodbyes to the loved ones so many are unable to reach and pay their final respects to the departed unlike other times where people could find closure in the rituals associated with death proper funerals and post funeral rituals have been difficult to arrange we also need to acknowledge the fact that in pre pandemic times news of death in our own families was far flung and mostly age related this is no longer the case in many families the loss unfortunately has been multiple and among all age groups at a time like this understanding the process of grief and looking at ways to cope with it becomes all the more relevant since grief is a universal emotion experienced by all psychologists right from the time of freud have put forward several theories about it the most popular is the five stage theory by dr elizabeth kubler ross where she suggests that a bereaved person goes through at least 5 stages of grief these stages are denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance however many people especially those who are now more reconciled to their loss are likely to agree that the process of grief is not linear we don't often pass through these stages one by one while grieving in fact the dual process model proposed by psychologists dr margaret strope and dr hanks coot seems a more likely explanation of how grief is experienced and resonates with many people let me explain this to you once the initial reaction to the loss which could be intense emotions like extreme sadness anxiety numbness sometimes guilt has faded a person usually engages in two kinds of activities to cope with grief loss oriented activities and restoration oriented activities remember both these activities are an integral part of the process of grieving loss oriented activities help the individual accept and reconcile to their loss you may have observed that most bereaved individuals 
unknowingly indulge into reminiscing the deceased they seek comfort in talking about their loved ones with friends and family often sharing anecdotes and reliving the days gone by this helps them create a narrative of their life in which they are able to assimilate their loss in a healthy way going through photographs turning the pages of old albums going through the belongings diaries handwritten cards notes of the deceased form a big part of loss oriented activities writing a journal about the deceased creating rituals by lighting a lamp or a candle planting trees in the name of the deceased are some other loss oriented activities that come to my mind research shows that while on one side the bereaved find different ways to express their grief they are also experiencing a strong need to reorganize their life in the absence of the deceased restoration activities enable a person to pick up the threads of their life in the face of extreme trauma and anguish such activities may involve taking charge of the new responsibilities which were being shouldered by the deceased earlier for example a husband who has lost his wife may have to take charge of bringing up the children and also start looking after the home there are several instances where the oldest child along with their studies has to look for a job to support the family and now plays an important role in decision making in the house since restoration activities are related to finding new meaning and purpose in life pursuing a new hobby indulging in any form of art has emerged as a major source of healing from loss mandala drawing is one such art form which has gained popularity in recent years exploring new avenues for professional engagement enrollment in a new course getting involved in charity are a few restoration activities that a person can engage in to cope with grief we need to understand that the bereaved tend to oscillate or move between the loss oriented activities and restoration oriented activities most people are more or less able to strike a balance between these two activities but sometimes the flood of emotions becomes so strong that the person spends more and more time ruminating about the loss and as a result spends more time in loss related activities for such individuals coping with grief sometimes becomes a lifelong struggle as i said earlier there is no one way to mourn the loss of a loved one and there can be no right or wrong way to cope however becoming aware about several ways to cope can surely help one to give more structure to this process and maybe facilitate the transition to a large extent in my previous episodes on uncertainty and positive emotions i have talked at length about post traumatic growth post traumatic growth is the feeling of hope 
resilience and transformation in the aftermath of extreme traumatic experience. Dr. Lawrence Calhoun, in his pioneering research on post-traumatic growth, observed that the bereaved may experience this in at least five domains of their life. The first domain is of self-perception, where the bereaved person may come to view himself in a stronger light than before. It is a strange paradox where the person may feel vulnerable yet stronger to meet the challenges faced by him given his present circumstances. The second domain is that of social relations. Many of you may agree that loss of a close one and similar tough situations often act as an eye-opener to a person's social matrix. Generally, the bereaved find a lot of strength in their social relationships. Help often comes from unexpected quarters. New ties are formed, old relationships are renewed, providing the much-required emotional support at the time. As a consequence of this, new roles and relationships start emerging for the bereaved. For example, a bereaved son or daughter who now has the responsibility of shouldering the financial needs of the family may get help from one of the relatives to secure a job. Dr. Calhoun believes that perspective towards life is the third domain in which the bereaved are likely to experience post-traumatic growth. Having closely experienced the transient nature of life, they begin to value life and learn to live more in the present now. Bereavement is also a time when most people turn towards religion and spirituality. The fourth domain. Both religious and spiritual activities not only provide a lot of strength to the bereaved, they also become important agents for transformation and renewal. Closely related to this domain are several acts of kindness and altruism, which give a lot of comfort and solace to the bereaved. Distribution of food grains, clothes, and other utility items form an integral part of the Indian rituals of bereavement. By indulging in these activities, the bereaved automatically move towards finding a greater sense of purpose in life. Finding meaning and purpose may be called the fifth domain where the person can experience post-traumatic growth. It has been observed that people who are more involved in restoration activities are more likely to experience post-traumatic growth in all the above domains of their life. Once we understand this, maybe the bereaved can make a conscious effort to observe where they are spending their maximum time and energy and get more involved in restoration activities. While coping with grief is a challenge, there are many people who are at a loss of words when it comes to consoling a person who has lost a close one. People who want to help 
often fall into the trap of cliched statements like I understand how you feel or it was God's will. Don't worry, you will come out of this. I feel the best way to help people cope with grief is just to be with them at the time of their loss. Sometimes silent companionship is all that is needed. You may however try and anticipate their immediate requirement and assist in whichever way possible. For example, you may organize their day to keep them engaged in meaningful activities. Create a network of common friends and relatives who may be willing to spend some time virtually or otherwise with the bereaved. Some may volunteer to help the bereaved get through the maze of paperwork required soon after the passing away of their loved ones. I have often observed that people become judgmental about how the bereaved are reacting to their loss. We need to understand that in times like this, the person is often in a state of shock for a prolonged period. They may repeat anecdotes about the deceased, repeat the moment of loss, may become irritable. Showing compassion and giving companionship to the person without judging them will go a long way towards their rehabilitation. In case you are very close to the person who is grieving, you may help them to organize their day and life by making them reflect on the following questions at an opportune time. You may begin by asking them, how will you get through the rest of today? And then, how have you kept going so far? What else helps? Maybe you can ask them, what were the happiest times with the deceased? And then ask, can you do any of the same things without the deceased? What is happening now that you want to go on happening? What can you do to keep the memory of the deceased alive? And most importantly, what would the deceased want for you now? By asking similar questions, close relatives and friends can lead the bereaved person gently towards restoration activities. However, the caregivers need to realize that sometimes the bereaved may not be able to cope with their loss without professional support. Do not hesitate to contact a therapist for grief counseling under such circumstances. You may recommend therapy if grief is interfering with their daily activities, causing relationship problems, making it hard to go on with their own lives, or causing intense feelings of guilt and depression. You may explore several online portals that offer grief counseling. Grieving.com is a website that provides online grief support to people from around 100 countries. COVID Women Help is an online platform by industry leaders to reach out to COVID widows. Links to these platforms will be available on the Instagram handle of the podcast 
chasingsunshine_podcast hope you find these tips useful this episode has been a difficult one to talk about death and grief is not easy similarly many listeners may find this episode a little dark but we all need to learn to embrace our uncomfortable dark emotions as much as we do the brighter ones i wish to conclude with a poem by henry scott holland shared by a friend at the time when i lost my mother i would often go through these lines to find comfort in those trying times death is nothing at all i have only slipped away to the next room i am i and you are you whatever we were to each other that we still are call me by my old familiar name speak to me in the easy way which you always used put no difference into your tone wear no forced air of solemnity or sorrow laugh as we always laughed at the little jokes we enjoyed together play smile think of me pray for me let my name be ever the household word that it always was let it be spoken without effect without the trace of a shadow on it life means all that it ever meant it is the same that it ever was there is absolute unbroken continuity why should i be out of mind because i am out of sight